Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Simuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating stories, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's podcast episode. I have a lot of ex- oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, if I was professional enough, I would restart the podcast episode without the alarm going off, but I like that this sometimes makes it feel real. I don't know if that makes any sense, but when I'm listening to a podcast, I really love unedited real moments like that because it makes me feel like I'm there with the person talking. Like it brings in a level of authenticity that edited videos or, you know, a really edited podcast just lacks, just doesn't have. So if you are curious, that was my 7 p.m. alarm that I have to go off every single day. Um, here's the kind of embarrassing part. It's an alarm to remind me to Instagram. Um, I get kind of made fun of by my friends sometimes when that goes off, but for real, like 7 p.m. is such a good time to Instagram. So if in my mind during that day, I'm thinking about Instagramming something later that evening, it's nice to have an alarm set just to remind me. It doesn't mean I post on Instagram every single night, but there are nights where I kind of want to, and then I might forget until... 11 p.m. and then realize it's too late. So I just constantly have that alarm set to remind me to Instagram. I really should turn it off because it was only supposed to be on for this one week where I had to Instagram like every single day to get caught up with um, something I needed to post. But none of this is important. I'm not sure why anyone would care about that. But in case you were curious, that was my Instagram alarm reminding me it's a good time to Instagram if I wanted to post something, which I actually do tonight, but I'm going to wait until after I record this podcast episode because I'm in a really chatty, good, positive mood. I actually made a list of like little bullet notes of things I wanted to talk about in today's episode. We have some fun updates, some fun little like monumental life moments I want to share with you. And this podcast is super awesome because I really feel like it's a time to catch up with the people that are most interested in what I have to say because this isn't like a 10-minute video. This isn't a post on Instagram. No, you are invested and I appreciate that so much. I also really like how like unfiltered I feel like I can be on this podcast because I don't have to worry about monetization or anything like that. And then I really do feel like this is therapy sometimes or me just on the phone with friends. So thank you for being that friend, that person on the other line that is listening as I'm going through life like week by week. And it's kind of like a third week update on something in my life, but you guys are getting the first full scoop of it before I announce it on any other platform, which I love because it is also kind of like a a secret VIP early access club in my mind. And it's awesome when you kind of just like know the deets of something before it's posted, right? You're kind of like in on it. So I love that. So thank you so much for joining me today. If you are new, Breaking Up is kind of like my dating podcast where I created this to chat all about my dating stories, experiences with like guys, relationships, um, sometimes girls too, just going to be honest. So there's a lot of content here. But I realized that I kind of want to start implementing more of my current life 
in to this podcast before jumping into love-related content. It's still in the dating genre of podcasts. I still kind of want to focus on that, but there's just so much more to grasp right now that I feel like it's important and kind of essential to really give you a full picture. And I really appreciate that in other podcasts that I listen to as well, where people may originally have a podcast for a certain type of content, but then they drift off into current events or what they're going through in life or updates on something that I may have seen on other social media platforms. So I really appreciate that and I'm trying to implement that as well in my podcast. So I like to kind of have the first chunk of my podcast be updates on the last week of my life and tell you guys what has been going on, you know, before it hits YouTube, before I post on Instagram, like, or even sometimes things that I don't share on social media at all that I'm going through that I feel necessary to tell you via this podcast, but nothing else. And then after we take that like mid break through the podcast, I like to kind of have that second chunk be the designated dating genre topic of discussion. So in case you were curious, after the break later on in this podcast episode, I've decided to share some of my homecoming stories from high school because it is now September. It is September 10th when this podcast comes out and it's homecoming season. Maybe it's like socially distant Zoom homecoming this year, but I thought it would be a relevant time to kind of share some of my stories of my previous homecomings in high school and all of that. It might be kind of fun to go back and reminisce. But before we do that, let's dive into kind of what has been going on this last week of my life. I hope everyone listening has had a great week, a great start to September. Honestly, like fall really just slapped me in the face this year. I swear, like not even two weeks ago, I was tanning at the pool in 80 degree weather and I woke up in September and it's freezing. It's almost 40 degrees right now in Minnesota. It's gloomy. I have my electric fireplace on. I don't know if you can hear it actually because there is like a slight buzz to it, but I'm in my living room in some cozy, fuzzy sweatpants, slippers, honestly like a sweatshirt, hot tea, and the fireplace. So major fall and like almost Christmassy (laughs) vibes over here. So it's just crazy how quickly the seasons seem to change sometimes and how fleeting summer really is because Not even two weeks ago, it was full-on summer, and now the trees across the street of my apartment are... They're burning. The tips of them are turning red, (laughs) and I don't like it. Um, Yeah, I hope everyone has had a great week, though. Nonetheless, so much has happened this last week. So much to say, be thankful for, share with you. And if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen little bits and pieces as to what has been going on. Um, The first thing that I want to share is last Saturday, my YouTube channel hit 50,000 subscribers. Thank you so much. I'm still in shock by that sentence and like statement alone because it seems so surreal still. It really is nothing more than a number and I don't want to emphasize it beyond that and get into like, like it's, it's just a number and I know that, but it's the meaning underneath that number that makes it so exciting and I cannot believe obviously I can't believe it that I hit 50,000, but 
the only goal that I had for 2020 was to hit 20,000 subscribers. I had been so close to it for years. 2019 goal was to hit 20K and I unfortunately didn't make it to that. So 2020, I was like, the only thing that I want to achieve this year is 20,000 subscribers. And I manifested it so hard. It came true very, very quickly. Never would I have ever imagined that not only would I double that number this year, but surpass it to 50. It's just insane. I am so grateful and happy and thankful that everyone has helped make that possible. And it's helped me stay motivated and inspired me to work even harder towards 100K because now we are halfway there. We are halfway to the YouTube plaque. I'm so excited for that. But yeah, so that happened on Saturday, kind of unexpectedly too. I almost forgot that I planned to vlog like the day that it was going to happen and kind of get my reaction watching the numbers change from 49 to 50 until like half an hour before it actually happened because I just didn't think it was going to happen that evening and so quickly, but I'm glad that I picked up the camera when I did because the day that this podcast comes out, my vlog of hitting 50k actually goes up on my YouTube channel as well. So if you want to see how I celebrated, like what happened that day, my live reaction, how I kind of like prepared in a way. Highly recommend watching that vlog. I put a lot of hard work. I mean, obviously I do that for every single vlog, but I feel like I added a little like extra touch of something to this vlog because it's something I want to be able to look back on as a memory and have that moment of like when I hit 50k documented. So highly recommend checking out that video, but yeah, I cannot believe it. It happened so quickly. And then not only did I hit 50K that day, but I also hit 10,000 on Instagram the very same night, which again, so surreal. Something that I have always dreamed of more like down the road. I didn't realize it would happen so quickly this year, but I had always wanted to hit 10K on Instagram because then I can do the swipe up tool instead of link in bio when I'm promoting new videos or products or, you know, fundraisers and all of that. It's just really helpful to be able to say swipe up on the story and it's easier for your audience just to do that rather than take the steps to exit out of a story, go to your profile, click the link. You'll have a lot more successful engagement with swiping up and this will also help with brand deals. It's just really, really awesome. So, I have just been looking forward to hitting 10K for the swipe up tool for so long and I'm so happy and grateful once again that that happened and it's crazy that it literally happened the exact same day that I hit 50K. So I am a firm believer of the phrase good things come in threes and so do bad things. It's paraphrased um, off of this spoken word artist named Sarah K. if anyone is curious. I love her so much but uh, I do believe that good things tend to come in packages and threes. Um, three is such a like holy trinity spiritual meaningful number. So the fact that those two positive things happened the same evening really gave me hope that like I'm just surrounded by blessings right now. And I feel very, very like looked looked after by the universe. So manifesting works. I mean, obviously a lot of hard work and all that had to go into this as well, but I started really manifesting 2020 and it's just insane that everything I've manifested has come true. And I know that it's kind of a, if you don't believe in that, it can seem very strange and I don't want to turn any listeners away by saying that, but I mean, don't knock it till you try it. Um, so 
Luckily, I hit those two milestones on a Saturday evening. It was the weekend. I was able to just really celebrate this weekend, which was awesome. I got to celebrate with some people that I love dearly in my life and really just like take the weekend to splurge a bit and go out to eat, get a couple drinks, maybe get an app and an entree, like splurge. (laughs) Um, The one thing that kind of made celebrating tricky is if you remember from last week's podcast episode, I mentioned how I was really, really worried and nervous about a procedure that I was going to have done the following week. And that was a follow-up skin surgery on my back right shoulder to take a big chunk of my skin and test it to make sure there weren't any diseases spreading because I got a mold biopsy done uh, three weeks ago, maybe at this point. And the biopsy came back abnormal, so that's why they had to go back and take a big chunk of skin, test it, figure out why it was atypical, what's been going on, make sure it's not cancerous, and if it is, figure out, you know, what step we are at and figure it out. So last Friday, early Friday morning, I went in and it's kind of comforting to know that in the moment when you are super nervous about something, at least for me and how my body um, responds to it, is I really have no choice but to do whatever is making me nervous. And I kind of just felt like I was super calm, even though I was very, very worried and like nervous about the pain and what was going on. But it was only about a 15 to maybe 20 minute procedure. If you want the details, which I personally did not want, and the doctors told me before they did it, um, I could have gone, you know, that morning without knowing what they were going to do to my back because since it was on my back, I wasn't going to be able to see it anyway as I was laying on the table. And we really did just chat. Like there was a nurse in there who was facing me. So we were just talking the whole time as I was feeling my skin being tugged at from behind. But they... I mean, if you're curious, if you're not, I'm so sorry. I'll just spend maybe like 30 seconds explaining this. But she told me that they make kind of like a diamond or football shape incision um, about four. Oh, God, was it four inches or something like it was like pretty big. Um, And then in the middle of that shaped incision, that's where they take like the chunk of your skin. And she even asked if I wanted to see it, which I didn't because I asked like how deep she went in. And they said that you can see down to the fat of your skin, which, oh, I just don't really need to know that that was in a jar next to me. But anyway, um, then the reason that they make that type of shape of an incision is I guess it's easier to stitch up afterwards. So she did four stitches underneath and then they do like a seam stitch and I quote like you see on jeans that's the reference she used so like on jeans or pants they did a second layer of stitches in like a seam or like you know an s shape but like a lot of it back and forth to stitch it up so I have two layers of stitches they gave me a couple shots of anesthesia in different parts of my back and Um, some of them were just like a pinch, like they said. And then I think the one in the center was the one that was super, super painful because when I got my skin biopsy done the first time, I remember the anesthesia there like hurt really badly when it wasn't supposed to. And it makes me nervous because it's in that spot that's abnormal. So I feel like there's something sensitive underneath the skin, whatever it is that 
is hurting me and that makes me really worried but so they gave me um all the anesthesia so I really couldn't feel it I could just feel like the pressure um the sound effects and them tugging at my skin I could feel the stitching which is the weirdest feeling because I wasn't in pain necessarily there was like a lot of pressure there but I could feel the needle going in and out of my skin feel the the stitch it's not a string but you know like the stitches itself seaming through my skin as she's pulling as they're cutting it was just the weirdest thing because in my mind I could visually see it and I knew what it would look like and I could feel it but not feel the pain it is something I'd rather not experience ever again (laughs) um but oh sorry got a text um but yeah it was very very painful I guess the long the reason I went into that (laughs) now I remember the reason that I brought all this up is because that was on Friday morning and the recovery process has been pretty painful you'll hear more about that in the video that I post you may have seen that on Instagram and it's almost been a week it's been five or six days now since I had that procedure and my whole arm back hand is super super sore because it was on my shoulder blade Every time I move that arm, it hurts because I'm tugging at the spot. So it really, really hurts. It hasn't been the easiest, but I don't want to complain because I know that it could have been a lot worse. But the reason I bring this up is because I was one day out of um, that procedure when I hit 50K and 10K on Instagram. And so when we went to celebrate, I was still in a lot of pain. I was on like over-the-counter medication and it was challenging to even get ready shower like (laughs) I showered only using my left hand to like shave and wash my body wash my hair it was such a struggle not to get my back wet but it definitely kind of like slowed down the celebration this weekend but it was it was kind of good you know cannot complain glad that I got the surgery um done with because the nerves beforehand were just so much worse than the recovery process in a mental way, if that makes any sense. And now I'm just patiently waiting for the results. I googled how long it would take to see the results and they said one to two weeks. So it's been a week and I keep hoping every single morning that I get the phone call that I'm waiting for just so that I can know because it's not knowing that really is scary. Um, Yeah, but you know, I got a wonderful book bouquet bouquet oh my gosh I'm losing it I got a wonderful bouquet oh my gosh now is it bouquet or bouquet bouquet guys it's been a long day um I got a wonderful bouquet of flowers um when I hit 50k and 10k but also because of the procedure on my back um and we just went out to eat that night I literally I guess went out to eat every single night this weekend with friends and loved ones to celebrate which had been which was really really awesome so I'm glad I got to kind of take some time away from work to really relax and celebrate and reflect on everything that's been going on um so that's kind of an update on my last week I guess and then some other things that I'm kind of excited to share with you if you follow me on Instagram is that This morning, I actually posted a story on my Instagram announcing that I am now hiring a position to kind of help me out 
It's going to be fairly part-time, but I'm really excited because it's a long time coming, not going to lie. And if you've been listening to previous episodes or seeing what I've been posting, a lot of people have even said they're not surprised or they knew this would be the next step or they saw this coming because I need help. (laughs) I am trying to do a million things every single day. The type of work that I do is the type of work that never ends, but in the best way possible because I also love what I do. So I love working and it can get a tad addicting and I don't really know when to relax or what to spend my time focusing on when I want to do everything. But something that I noticed I really do need help with um, is kind of a, I refer to it as a influencer management position because I do need a manager of some sort to represent me. And I know typically once your channel gets to a certain size, a lot of managers will reach out to you or a lot of companies will kind of come to you hoping that you'll sign with them. But I'm looking to stay independent and away from those companies or MCM management things and try to find someone that really fits my brand and I get along with well and that I can work with as like our own entity, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, I posted that on my Instagram today and so far I've gotten over 20 inquiries about it and it's only been like six or seven hours since I posted. So that's really amazing and I have high hopes that the perfect applicant is out there. I'm going to spend this weekend actually creating a document, just writing out all the details about the position and what I need from everyone. And then I'll send that out to everyone that has shown interest and get some resumes and applications going probably next week and get this really started and get the stress off of my shoulders because I tend to put emails on the back burner and the emails are usually regarding brand deals or working with brands and sponsorships and all of that. And because I take the weekends off of like OnlyFans work, that's when I typically respond to emails. So it's not very reliable and a lot falls to the cracks. A lot of brands, I almost don't have the um, proper patience with sometimes because it can be frustrating to negotiate or figure out what's going to work or have brands like not follow up or follow up months later when things have changed like not to get too into it because it's kind of confidential but I was going to work with the skin company um, a couple weeks ago and we had some issues you know they stopped responding or they lost one of my emails that had a list of the products I wanted just kind of like unprofessional um, signs And then today, out of the blue, they just sent me an email being like, hey, we shipped your products. Hope you can post our video by the 18th. Here is a list of all the details that we want you to do. And it included, you know, deadlines, when in the video to show the products, like specific details that you don't necessarily give a creator unless it is a sponsored video and I'm getting compensation for it. If you're just sending me free products to mention, there should not be any like regulations like that. And then for me not even to confirm any of this is okay and to have them just ship out products and be like, this is what we need. I really need to talk about that before you send me the product because I prep all of my content four weeks in advance. The soonest I could film won't be for a few weeks and the soonest I could edit, upload, get that approved wouldn't be until October, not the 18th of September like they wanted or something like that. So it's really frustrating on my end and I just don't have the time 
to clarify that or feel like it's a necessity, which is why oftentimes when I don't want to follow through with a brand that I know isn't really working out well in the email stages of the collaboration, I I know this isn't prof- I know this isn't professional on my end either, but I just typically will like stop responding to them as well. Uh, so I really do like want somebody to help me who can manage my emails, respond to brands, be that person that will represent me as their client and respond efficiently, respond quickly, be professional, communicate and help negotiate my brand deals for me and stand up for me because I... I mean, I feel like I'm, when you are a self-employed, like, content creator representing yourself, you, by experience and trial and error, are naturally good at that, but it can be exhausting when sometimes brands just don't recognize that we need to be paid for collaborations or advertisements. We are giving you a commercial, and that is not free, so sometimes it can be frustrating to kind of fight for your worth and understand that I have compensation rates or whatever. So that was kind of like a long (laughs) rant, but I've just had a lot of issues this last week with a few brands that unfortunately just like didn't really feel the most professional or we just had some issues with the emails or they lost some of mine. So it is time to bring in some help. It might be good to start building a team and I am just hopeful on hiring someone that can really manage the business side of my YouTube and Instagram collaboration details. If this is something that you think you'd be a good fit for as well, like it's, there's still time. If you want to email me, we can get that application sent to you as well. But um, yeah, I'm excited. It kind of came out of the blue. Like I knew that I needed to to do that like soon, but this morning I just got all these emails and it was so stressful knowing that I would have to figure that out and find a way to politely tell the brand that already sent the products that I can't do what they want me to do and like here's why. So that was the tipping point for me to just post now hiring and send out those details. So it'll be good. I'm excited. Um, Yeah, a lot's been changing. I feel like also it's just like a solid time, you know, hitting 50k to kind of move into the next steps, you know, what is going to make me be even a better person, better creator. And sometimes it's admitting when you need help and changing things that are not working. So that's what I'm working on. Um, I think therapy too has helped me recognize that. I know I opened up about this a few episodes ago, but I started therapy again. It's been super helpful. She was actually the first person to kind of look me in the eyes and be like, you need an assistant. So she gave me that push to kind of accept that it's okay and I need to um, ask for help. And so after that session, I made a list of all the things that an assistant could help me with. And this was the first thing on the list, you know, responding to emails, working with brands. And so even though it will kind of be like an assistant job, you will be my manager. You will be the person bringing me the jobs, the deals, the brand deals. Yeah. So that's basically an update on my life this week. Um, Some highs, you know, with those monumental milestones and then some lows with the surgery and stress and just figuring out what's been going on with that. But honestly, cannot complain. Overall, it's been kind of like a dream over here. Sorry, I got a little distracted because I don't normally record in my living room 
And I can hear a lot more of like the hallway and the street that I live on when I'm out here. And I just heard voices like right outside my door. So I got a little stage fright. Anyway, it's probably a great time to take a quick break. And then we, when we come back, I'll dive into some fun homecoming stories of my high school years. All right, we'll be right back. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise, so definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone, so there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an after dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimal or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store slash Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup underscore podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too, so if you use the code BREAKINGUP in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it, so go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today. Welcome back. So let's dive into homecoming. I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, we had the very typical like homecoming dance experience. And what I mean by this is the football game, the dinner, the dance, the after party, the dresses, the boutonnieres, corsages, all of that jazz. And my high school was um, like from 9th through 10th grade. Oh my gosh, what? My, <laughs> my high school was 9 through 12. I actually went to a private um school from like kindergarten through 12th grade all on campus but the high school itself was ninth grade through 12th grade and those were the years where you were able to attend the homecoming dances and I feel like like a lot of people I was really looking forward to this especially my ninth grade year um finally going to the dances and like experiencing high school there are just so many firsts that come with that that make it super exciting just to have those cliche classic experiences. Um, Homecoming was always just a really great staple to the new school year as well. And my, my school specifically went pretty all out when it came to dances. You know, some schools had like a very casual homecoming or winter formal, but ours was always gowns, dresses, fancy dinners, professional photos. Like it was a big deal. And it's kind of funny looking back on it now about six years out of high school because it really is such a bubble. And as important as it is in the moment, it's also 
almost meaningless in the real world. Like things like that just don't really occur anymore. So it is kind of sad because those days that really are just gone. <laughs> um, but thinking back about my homecoming experiences specifically, let's just go through the years. Start with ninth, make it to 12th. So my ninth grade homecoming um, was very exciting. Like I said, it was my first dance, so I was very excited about that. But I also was hoping that I would get asked to the dance and have that typical experience that I would see in movies and TV shows that I wanted so badly. And luckily, I say luckily because this didn't happen every year, and I was by no means the type of girl in school that got the attention of a lot of guys, but I did get asked by a guy in my grade, um, and we went to homecoming together. Even though he was my date, I, like, didn't really see much of him, I think, at the dance because I was 14, and it was just weird, and I don't, I didn't have any romantic interest in him, and you're still kind of learning, I guess, how to be a good date, but it was really fun. We took pictures outside of his house, I believe, Um, And then my dad drove us to the group photos with, like, the big friend group. Um, I still have those photos. They're, like, honestly kind of – they're aging hilariously just with style and all of that because the year was 2010, 2009, 2010, I think. Um, I have very, very strict – well, I guess – I don't know. For a few years, I had very protective parents. I wasn't allowed to go to the sleepover afterwards. I couldn't go to the after party. My dad picked me up at school after, like, the dance portion. So I had a very, like, innocent freshman year homecoming experience. And then I think freshman year, my high school also hosts dinner for freshmen because we are typically under 16. So instead of parents, like, driving us everywhere, they just have the parents drive you to the school and back home to prevent all of that, which is kind of nice. Sophomore year homecoming, I went with a new group of friends and I don't, I don't think I had a date, which was fine. I think I went with an all girls group anyway of most of the girls in my grade that didn't have dates, which was, it was great. Like it wasn't like a sad thing that none of us had dates. It just made it like a fun friendship girls group, I guess. Um, That's honestly all I remember except That year, I was able to convince my parents to let me sleep over at a friend's house and go to the after... Well, my parents didn't know, but we went to the after party. Uh, Nothing really even happened. I was very sheltered as a kid, and my parents also thought the worst of me because of their own teenager, like, experiences and, like, what they did at my age comparing it to what I did, but I was very, very sheltered. So, like, this after party, there may have been drinking there. I had no idea, like... I went, probably ate some cookies that were out and, like, sat in a dark basement and talked to people. So, it was just, yeah, it was fine. Junior year homecoming is very interesting, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about because I, unfortunately, wasn't able to attend my junior year homecoming. I wasn't even really sure how to bring this up. When I noticed that the date was September 10th, I knew that I had to because September 10th is a very important date for me, but... It does tie into homecoming as well, and it's just something, it's something that happened, and I need to recognize that. So, as many of you are, as many of of you, why am I stuttering so much today? I'm so sorry. Can you tell I'm a little nervous? But as a lot of you know, September is um, National Suicide Awareness Month, 
And I had a very, very hard junior year. I struggled a lot with mental health. It was kind of a reaction to what was going on in my personal life in my adolescent years. And it was very hard as a child to comprehend and accept and maneuver with all those big emotions and just obstacles going on that weren't the typical family dynamics. Um, I know that's so vague and I will address it someday. It's just such a complicated and difficult story for me to talk about, but a lot was going on and I was struggling mentally accepting it all and then other people were dealing with it in their own way and some of that was coming out on me and it just made it really, really challenging to the point where I felt very, very depressed. I was actually on antidepressants at this time and I didn't know, I wouldn't know for maybe three more years that I actually never had depression. I had bipolar. So the antidepressants that they put me on actually increased my depressive thoughts instead and made everything worse, which explains why just a few short months after being put on these pills did I end up in the hospital. Um, So that's kind of why I couldn't go to homecoming because I spent the month of September in an adolescent psych ward. I've talked about this a few times on my channel, but I feel like I've never fully addressed it like this. September 10th was the day that I went in. Um, it was right after the it was right after the Labor Day weekend, and that was really challenging for me. And I didn't know if I was going to make it. So Monday, September 10th, my school called the hospital on me. Well, they called my parents, and then they called the hospital, and they took me in. And I was in the psych ward for about a month. It was an unforgettable experience. It honestly is not dark and gloomy like you may imagine. I have fond memories of the hospital. I met amazing friends and learned so much. It it almost felt like camp in a way because I loved these friends so much and we spent all day together. It was like one big sleepover and we got to like bake brownies and have movie nights and we had nurses that were so sweet and fun to be with and I'm sure like on TikTok, you've seen those TikToks or maybe it's just like my For You page, but I've seen TikToks of people trying to teach um, serial killers like renegade dances before they kill them. Like, I don't know if that even makes sense, but one that I saw was a girl in the psych ward trying to teach the doctors um, one of the TikTok dances. And it reminds me so much of my experience because Back in 2012, when I was admitted, we all taught the nursing staff the High School Musical We're All in This Together dance after watching it for a movie night one night. And it was just such a fun, like, childhood feeling being there. So even though, like, the reasons that we were all there were pretty dark and hard to deal with, and we did spend all day in group therapy, family therapy, individual therapy, like, sessions, just one after the other, I did have fun in a weird way. But because of that, I was out of school for a long time because after I got discharged from the hospital, I had to take outpatient treatment for maybe like a week or two before they let me go back to school because school was such a stressor in my life and I did strive for perfectionism and they thought that would trigger some of my mental health issues as well. So they didn't want me to be pushed back into what was causing me so much stress. But anyway... I spent September there and I wasn't really allowed to go to homecoming. I guess I technically was an outpatient at the time, so I think I could have gone to the dance, but because I hadn't come back to school yet and no one had asked me and I wasn't really involved in like 
groups or figuring all that out. I chose not to go, but also couldn't attend because of what I was going through, which made it really difficult because I was missing out on a high school experience that I only would have once. I mean, yes, I go to homecoming four times, but only once as a junior in high school in the year 2012, you know? So it was tough, but it had to happen. And luckily, senior year just knocked it all out of the park, and I had a great, wonderful last final senior homecoming weekend to make up for it and just kind of leave high school with that awesome memory. By senior year, I had really found my people, my friends, the people that loved me, and I was no longer trying to fit into groups. There were no longer catty girls. Like, freshman year, a lot of that was still going on. There were like, I wasn't invited to a sleepover. I had issues about that. I was crying. I didn't feel like I fit in. Senior year, I found my friends, and it was what made high school so special that year, but homecoming senior year, I went with a really good guy friend of mine at the time. He asked me out in our art history class. He left, like, a canvas in my desk, like, spot before class, and I forget what it said, but something about how, um, Oh, God, I still have the canvas with, like, the cute little phrasing of, like, will you go to homecoming with me? But he had some, like, art pun in there. And, yeah, we had a really great time. I never experienced homecoming or... Actually, I don't know if I ever experienced a dance, like, the winter formal or prom with a boyfriend or, like, a significant other in high school. Um, I obviously kind of, like... I dabbled. I dabbled a little bit with some guys in high school and had some crushes and love interests, but I don't think I ever attended a dance with a significant other in that way. So it was always like a guy friend asking me out or more more so just like a guy in the grade asking me out to have a date or I just went with my friends. And my grade was super, super small, I should add. Like there were only 96 kids total about 60 of us were girls, and then that leaves, what, like 30, 40 guys? So our options were very limited, and by default, you would get a lot of girls that unfortunately were just never asked to dances that would go to the dances in an all-girls group instead. So yeah, that was a little experience, or that was a little story on my high school experience of homecoming dances. I don't really have juicy details. I really felt like I did. And it reminds me of when I first started my YouTube channel. One of my first videos to quote unquote blow up to like 16,000 views, which at the time was like, oh my God, it still is. I really shouldn't say that. But um, I was like a fresh new baby YouTube channel. And so that video had the most views for the longest time. And that video was a video about my prom experiences, which I had some pretty like out-of-the-box prom stories, so I understand why that video did so well, and then that first year, I kind of, like, rode the wave with that content, and I made another video about my homecoming experiences, so I do know that there are videos about my high school dances with photos and more details from a few years ago, and because it was from a few years ago, the details were a lot sharper, and I had more time to really think about it, so if you are curious and you do want to, like, know the details, highly recommend. I mean, if you go to my YouTube channel and then go to videos and click on, like, how to sort the videos, click to, like, the oldest videos first, it should pop right up because it was, like, that first year of YouTube. 
that I talked about those dances experiences, but yeah, those were a little updates on my homecoming experiences. I hope that home, I really don't know. Does anybody know if you're still in high school, is homecoming like a thing this year? How are schools doing that? Because a lot of high schoolers are just attending classes on Zoom or online or Tuesdays and Thursdays and whatnot. So I am interested to see what that looks like this year. And I'm wishing you all the best if you do have a homecoming this fall. But That's everything I really wanted to chat about in this week's podcast episode, so thank you so much for listening, and stay tuned. Next week, I'll do some updates on how the assistant slash management job is going, and maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, I hear back about my skin results, and you guys will be the first to know. So don't forget to leave a five-star review, follow this podcast, subscribe to it, check out the podcast Instagram, breakingup underscore podcast, and Follow me on my normal Instagram at McKayK17. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you all, or I guess you will hear me next week. Bye. If you want to get involved, have feedback, or perhaps your own story you'd like to share, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. Don't forget to leave five stars, subscribe, and have a nice day.